The Minister of International Relations, Dr. Naledi Pando, is going to make brief remarks, capturing the discussions of the day. Then we're going to get into the Q&A session. Minister? Good evening, uh, ladies and gentlemen uh, of the media. Uh, thank you for your uh, presence here. Just briefly to indicate that this is the BRICS meeting of uh, foreign affairs uh, ministers and that uh, the matters we've discussed are matters germane to the BRICS uh, forum and we've discussed BRICS business and the work that we do together as the five BRICS uh, countries. Uh, so uh, if you want to discuss other issues uh, that will be for you to discuss somewhere else. This is a meeting of BRICS foreign ministers. As you know, South Africa is the current chair of BRICS, and uh, we have agreed the focus on BRICS and Africa as the key thematic area focused on accelerating partnerships between Africa and the BRICS countries, as well as uh, directing uh, that partnership toward accelerated and inclusive growth and uh, development, which is an important focus for all of us as uh, the BRICS countries. We've had a very successful uh, meeting under a number of thematic areas. We've also been briefed on preparations for the 15th uh, BRICS summit, which will be in August this year in Johannesburg, Gauteng uh, uh, province. We've also had a report on the work of the over 200 working group uh, meetings, which are sectoral meetings of BRICS that include academics, uh, think tanks in our various countries, uh, arts and culture uh, uh, programs between uh, various people-to-people -people exchange uh, mechanisms. Uh, we've also uh, referred to the growing interest in a number of other areas uh, in which we did not previously have uh, working groups, such as uh, looking at uh, BRICS uh, uh, working group on persons uh, with disability uh, and looking at a stronger uh, working group on <coughs> medium uh, and, and micro enterprises, uh, looking at uh, innovation and youth. So uh, the scope of work uh, has begun uh, uh, to really grow. We've also uh, discussed the uh, assignment you're all aware of uh, that the Sherpas had been tasked with of looking at institutional development of BRICS or uh, expansion. Uh, we uh, have concluded that we haven't as yet uh, got what we believe is a useful uh, document uh, that we could place before uh, the heads of state. So more work will need to be done on this matter. Uh, it is still uh, to be processed. And once uh, we have a document that we believe offers clear uh, guidance, we will then take that to the summit uh, in August. We'd like that work to be concluded by the time uh, that the summit uh, sits. Uh, we've reported that uh, the summit uh, will include the usual program uh, of the BRICS uh, summit. Uh, with uh, the uh, invitation of the BRICS Plus and the, the outreach, uh, which will include uh, the uh, various uh, African countries, uh, will be invited as well as our BRICS uh, 
uh, plus members, the chairs of the various uh, uh, regional uh, community uh, uh, bodies in different regions uh, of the world. So we're going to have quite a significant presence uh, of leaders as part of the BRICS Plus and Outreach uh, meetings component uh, of the summit. So all is well uh, in our deliberations as the BRICS uh, Forum, and we're proceeding to work toward the August uh, summit. So I can now hand back to you. We will uh, uh, release a, a joint uh, statement that we've agreed later today. I don't want to delay you by reading through it. It's fairly long, but you will have it available to you. Thank you. Thank you, Minister. We can have a first, first question from Atim Tongana, Newsroom Africa. So in the context of continuing Western sanctions on Russia, how open or even how committed are you as individual BRICS countries, uh, how open are you to trading uh, on other currencies outside of the dollar? Thank you. Uh, this is a BRICS uh, meeting. And as the BRICS uh, family, we have discussed, uh, along with the uh, New Development Bank, we had one of the senior executives of the New Development Bank briefing our meeting on work that the bank has been doing looking at uh, the potential use of alternative uh, currencies to the current uh, internationally traded currencies and looking at how we strengthen uh, the arm of the uh, BRICS Development Bank and also ensure that we do not become victim uh, to sanctions that have secondary effects on countries that have no involvement in issues that have led to those uh, unilateral sanctions. So certainly, uh, this uh, was discussed, and it is work that is being considered by the officials of the NDB and will be guided to them as to what the future uh, models might be. Mbulelani uh, from the SABC. Uh, Minister Pando, I just want you to explain to South Africans the Gazette of uh, Immunity and uh, Privileges that was gazetted. Who does it cover? Uh, for this meeting as well as the August uh, BRICS Summit. Would that include uh, the heads of state, uh, particularly uh, President uh, Vladimir Putin? And secondly, what's your take on the court action that has been initiated uh, relating to trying to force the government to make an arrest if uh, President Putin does come to South Africa? Thanks. Jason, you are very competent to answer that question. Uh, because you've dealt with it over more than uh, five days uh, in the media. I don't know if Bulelani was awake uh, when you made so many statements about the matter. So perhaps you could explain. It's a normal practice when countries host international conferences to issue such gazettes. Uh, could you uh, just explain? No, actually, I was on SABC earlier today. We've explained that... Uh, each time South Africa hosts an international conference or summit, we gazette diplomatic immunities and privileges. This is nothing out of the ordinary. We've done this previously when we hosted breaks in 2018 and 2013, COP17, WSSD. And we also made the point, Bulelani, that these immunities that have been gazetted do not override any warrant that may be issued by any international tribunal against any attendee of any of these conferences that we're talking about. Uh, so that is your answer. We can have... 
Kerbalilani had asked two questions. Uh, what is my take on, I think he said, uh, the uh, DA uh, court case? I don't have a take on it because the justice minister uh, must address that. Um, should I be uh, cited as a respondent? I'm not in receipt personally of the papers. The legal uh, officers will advise as to how we respond. Thanks, Minister. Anton? Uh, thank you. My name is Anton Zlotnitsky, Izvestia uh, from Russia, and my question is to uh, Minister Lavrov. So, as we see now, many countries declare their desire to um, be invited into the BRICS group. Um, for instance, today you uh, met with the delegation from Saudi Arabia who also expressed uh, their desire to do that. Uh, could you please tell us about uh, the progress that is being made in this uh, direction and why do you think uh, BRICS attracts so many countries? Thank you. Indeed, we, we discussed this uh, issue and I did discuss it with the minister from Saudi Arabia this morning. Uh, as regards the approach of BRICS, it is still being shaped, it's evolving, uh, and the Sherpas reported to us uh, about the results they reached at this stage, and the chair authorized them to continue after they have listened to comments uh, which were made by each of us at the meeting. BRICS uh, is a different uh, structure, it's a new organization, based on the principles of equality, mutual respect, consensus, non-interference, and strict adherence to the United Nations Charter, to all its principles in their interlinkages. It is not uh, for, for BRICS, you know, to pick and choose something which you like in the Charter for this particular situation, and then to do the opposite for another situation. So it's, uh, I think, I think BRICS uh, symbolizes the evolution of the multipolar world, uh, which is talked about very often and more and more so, and the attraction uh, to more than a dozen countries uh, of BRICS uh, is a testimony to that. Yuri. Minister Lavrov, my question from Rosiska Gazeta is about the information that we have read in the media about the BRICS summit allegedly being moved to China. What's your take on that? Как я понимаю, эта новость была опубликована только в одной какой-то желтой английской газете, а я английских газет не читаю. Information was published just one, just in one British tabloid, and I don't read British papers. We're going to move to Julie from CGTN. Uh... Good evening, ministers. Um, I do think it's similar to what my colleague asked uh, a little bit before, but this question is for the vice uh, foreign minister from China. So the August summit is being taunted as one of the most important ones. Could we ask you to comment um, if the BRICS will be expanding to other countries and um, who will likely to be included and what is the criteria? Thank you. Thank you very much for your question. And we all remember in 2017, it was the Xiamen meeting started the uh, uh, quote unquote, the uh, 
BRICS Plus model. And uh, we can also recall in 2022, when China chaired the BRICS, um, the uh, meetings or dialogues uh, of the uh, BRICS Plus was held in many, many areas. And so uh, we can see that uh, for the past years, the model of uh, BRICS Plus uh, uh, developing very, very fast. And that was uh, very well recognized by the BRICS countries, as well as the international community, and actually uh, provided one platform for the solidarity cooperation uh, between the developing countries and the emerging market economies. So we are very happy to see the, this kind of model has been developing in the right way. And uh, last year, uh, during the uh, Beijing summit, uh, the leaders of the BRICS reached consensus uh, on the uh, steps for the furthering of the uh, expansion of the BRICS. And uh, we are happy to see that uh, more and more countries express their willingness to join us uh, in the BRICS family. Uh, for China, we welcome uh, the uh, intention of those countries to join the BRICS, and we expect more countries to join our big family. And I think the uh, uh, BRICS countries is uh, inclusive and uh, pursue the uh, uh, road of opening up and also win-win cooperation. And uh, uh, this is uh, in uh, very sharp contrast to uh, some countries' small circle. And uh, so I believe the enlargement of the BRICS will be beneficial to the BRICS countries, beneficial to developing countries, and to increase the representation influence of this mechanism, and also to uh, garner a bigger uh, power of the BRICS to serve the interests of developing countries and emerging market economies, as well as the international uh, development course. Thank you very much. Said. Uh, my name is Said, I'm from Phoenix TV. China. Uh, my question is, some Western countries are trying hard to hold the emerging markets and developing countries to, to their point of view. So they appear to do this using various means, which comes at a risk of the development of those countries. My question is, in your view, how should the emerging markets and the developing countries deal with this matter? Thank you. Since you start to ask questions in Chinese, so I answer a question in Chinese. Uh, but we have interpretations. Uh,今天的金砖外长会晤和明天的金砖外长的这个智友会议啊,我觉得都是新兴市场国家,发展国家代表的聚会。会议的主题呢,都是团结合作共赢。The BRICS Foreign Ministers Meeting today and the Friends of BRICS Foreign Ministers Meeting tomorrow will both be the gatherings of the representatives of emerging markets and developing countries, and both are themed on solidarity, progress, and win-win cooperation. But we at the same time see that some uh, certain countries in the world 
trying to contain uh, other countries, seek decoupling and sever supply chains. They're building exclusive circles and trying to suppress and contain the development of China and other developing countries. Essentially, they do not wish to allow the developing countries to achieve development or economic prosperity. This is in sharp contrast with what BRICS is doing. But history has already told us that the development and strengthening of developing countries is a trend of history that will not be stopped. And in the face of such suppression, containment, we must do the following four things. First, be confident. The emerging markets and developing countries, including the BRICS countries, all enjoy profound history and traditions and splendid cultures and civilizations. This is the source of our confidence and of our wisdom and strength. Second, be independent. The emerging markets and developing countries should manage their own affairs, and these affairs are up to ourselves. No one else has the right to lecture us or take away our right to follow a path that suits our own national conditions. Third, be self-reliant. The developing countries and the emerging markets are equal members of the international community. We do not depend on or please anybody, and still less will we threaten anyone. All the efforts we make are aimed to deliver a better life for our own peoples. And the last point is to be self-strengthening. The emerging markets and developing countries should have a greater representation and voice in world affairs. We have the willingness and the ability to make our due contribution to world peace and development. And I look forward to tomorrow's meeting where we will have further exchanges with other emerging markets and developing countries to build more consensus for cooperation and make a greater contribution to world peace and development. We've got the last two questions. Aisha Ishmael. Good evening. My name is Aisha Ismail from ENCA. I'd like to know from the ministers from India and Brazil your views on the expansion of the BRICS family. Uh, you know, we, we had a detailed discussion as my
colleague ministers told you. Uh, and uh, uh, what happened last year was that uh, the BRICS leaders had asked us to formulate the guiding principles, the standards, the criteria, and the procedures. Uh, this is still work in progress. So, uh, so uh, I think we are approaching this with a positive intent, with an open mind. Uh, and uh, I also want you to appreciate uh, that uh, there are many aspects of it. One part of it is actually to consolidate how the existing BRICS members are working with each other. Uh, the second part of it is how the BRICS engages non-BRICS countries. And the third part of it is how we look at uh, potential expansion. So, and, and you know, how, what will be the appropriate format for that is also something we need to work on. So, uh, bottom line, I think, which uh, Mr. Pandor and uh, others also mentioned is we're still working on it. The Sherpas have been tasked with it, and we'll have to see, you know, what they come up with. Well, thank you very much uh, for your question. I don't have much more to add to what Minister Jay Shankar said. I just would like to, to, to add a few uh, considerations. First of all, that uh, BRICS is a history of success. In 15 years, we made a, a lot of progress. We have now the NDB, the New Development Bank, which is very active and very important in fulfilling one of the uh, objectives of this group. And the group is also, I said this during the, the meeting, uh, uh, a brand and an asset. So we have to uh, take care of it and see because it means a lot. It represents a lot. I also mentioned that 31.5% uh, of the world GDP is produced by the five countries of uh, BRICS countries which also have 40% of the world population. So it's a very important asset. And we are working. We, this is maybe why of this big success that it's attracted the attention of many other countries in 15 years. So we are still our Sherpas and ourselves, we are still working uh, on, the, on this issue of the expansion. It's a work in progress. We have to advise our presidents for the coming um, summit in August in, in uh, Johannesburg. And we, we are still studying. We discussed the number of different um, standards that would uh, or issues that should be put into this discussion and we uh, sent this work to the Sherpas to produce something and bring it to us later and then we'll be able to inform our heads of states. Thank you. The very last question for the evening before we conclude from Al Jazeera. Good evening, Famida Miller from Al Jazeera. Um, I wanted to respond to a reaction from the various ministers, including the minister from Brazil, of uh, reaction to the arrest warrant for uh, Vladimir Putin. Well, uh, this was a decision that was already explained by the spokesperson of the South African government. Uh, normally, it normally takes place in many countries, and heads of states are treated with a, a courtesy extension of privileges when they come to uh, different countries. So, and besides that, it's a sovereign decision 
of uh, uh, the country, the hosting country, and of course also a sovereign decision of the invited country to come or not. But uh, for us, it's, uh, I see it's very normal.